So the Dominion machines do get connected to the internet. That's what uh, Chris Cribs, Cribs, Cribity Cribs, former Microsoft executive appointed Bill Gates guy, used to be part of the Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agency. He was testifying today in the Senate investigation on the election. I bet a lot of you didn't hear about that. I bet the news isn't covering that. So it seems like this, it appears that, in my opinion, that the CEO was not talking and saying the truth under oath in the Michigan legislature hearing where he said the machines aren't connected to the internet. Hmm. Hmm. And when any machine is connected to the internet, that makes the whole thing insecure, unsecure. Ask any data expert. Ask any data expert. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show. For all of those new folks, there's been a lot of you. I appreciate you guys. I'm so glad you guys are here. You can feel free to reach out to me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. Find me on all the social media sites. You can become a Fight, Laugh, Feast member and get a mug like that. Go over to flfnetwork.com, put in HDBD in a memory field, get tons of great benefits. Plus, you are supporting us as we proclaim the gospel of Jesus in every area of life. And you know, one of the things, I've talked about this a little bit before, but I am so encouraged that our side that is fighting for truth, that is fighting for our country, we are petitioning God, we are praying, we are asking God for guidance and stuff, but we need people that are going to keep them on the rails. We can't just be having anyone with their own whims of doctrine and being a big tent in that way, but we should be encouraging people to have sound doctrine and be worshiping the one and true living God in the way that he wants to be worshiped, not the way that we want to worship him or the way that we see fit. And all the guys on the show are seeking to do that. And you can be supporting us when you go over to the flfnetwork.com. The founders, guys, they dropped some big news. The Institute of Public Theology. That's right. The Founders Ministry is coming out with an Institute of Public Theology. I cannot wait to see and learn more about that. And you can go over to the Founders Ministry site to find out more information if you would be interested in attending that or finding out more about it. Okay, man, somebody asked me today, so it's kind of quieted down. There's not that much uh, going on. And I seriously had to look at him and ask, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you referring to? It's the election. And I was said back, what are you talking about? There's nothing going on. There's been bombs dropping day after day after day. Today, like I said, there was a Senate Intel or there was a Senate Oversight Committee hearing on the election where we had demonstrated evidence of election fraud. Rand Paul literally said in various ways this election was stolen. He said that on the Senate floor or not the floor, but wherever their committees are. That's a big deal. And it contradicts with a lot of what the testimony was in Michigan happening, what it was saying in Michigan. And why is it a big deal that the Senate Intel or the Senate Oversight Committee hearing is happening? Because we're going to need people in Congress, at least one congressman, one senator, excuse me, one senator, one House representative in Congress, 
So two congressmen, technically, one, one of the House, one of the Senate, to challenge each state's electoral college or electoral... Why can I talk today? Delegates for the Electoral College. And we need somebody to challenge each of those states that have dueling electors. Remember, we were talking about this, and you probably didn't hear about this either if you weren't listening to the media. But there were seven states that sent dual electors, and we need a challenge from a House of Representatives and from a senator for each of those seven. So you could do like what I did today, and I called my senators. Your senator... No matter what state it is, you don't have to be in one of those seven states. But even uh, more importantly, if you are one of those seven states, we all need to go call our senators and ask them to challenge the delegates that are coming from these states that have dueling electors. We want them to pick the electors for Donald Trump, and they can do that. We can tell them to challenge it, and good things are going to happen. So go call your senators they're probably going to leave a voicemail. They probably don't even answer. And just ask them to challenge the electors. Just challenge them based on the fraud. You don't have to get any more specific than that. You don't have to win a debate. Just call them and say, you represent, you are there, you vote, you're in the, you're in their district or however they want to qualify you. And just tell them, hey, I want you to speak for me in this way. Challenge the delegates, challenge the electors of these uh, seven states. You don't even need to be specific. You don't even know the need to know the states. Just tell them to do it. They know which ones there are. And if they have any questions about it, point them to this oversight committee hearing that just went happened went down. It was and it was spicy, by the way. It was really spicy. You can go over to Right Side Broadcast if you want to watch that again. Uh, and I honestly, this is what I got to feel. There's two things that I've got a feel for today. It's one. That it seems that these leaks that are happening with China, with the hacks, with all of these different things are kind of leading us down a trail to some kind of event. And that's why I want you guys to be prepared, have a month of food, water, and all that good stuff. But it seems like it's like there's a pattern to it. These aren't just like random leaks and random things that we're finding out. But they all are kind of fitting together. And one of those leaks is that we are, or we have a president nominee or whatever. I don't even want to call him nominee. We have Joe Biden and his family under investigation for money laundering for a whole assortment of crimes that has to do with China and the involvement of China. And at the same time, we have from the 2018 executive order that was signed by president, we covered this in a few shows ago, where we're under a national state of emergency right now. The DNI is supposed to be delivering a report to him Friday, and from the DNI's account on Twitter, they made an announcement that they're going to be missing the deadline, and that's good, because certain people in the intel community are trying to push the Russia collusion again. And not, and they're downplaying the China thing. But he knows through the raw intelligence, he being the DNI, Ratcliffe, that there is substantial evidence of Chinese interference. So we have the DNI and some other, not just the DNI, to be fair, it's also other people in the intelligence community saying China is the one involved in this. They are the ones pulling the strings. And they are the ones trying to meddle in the elections. They are trying to interfere in the elections. They are trying 
to do exactly what the Democrats, again, projection is great, exactly what the Democrats accused Trump of doing in 2016. The Chinese are doing that for who? Well, the one that they're spending and buying money and paying for money for, for their family, Joe Biden. And we're having all these things come out. We have the Senate oversight committee hearing where there was evidence of fraud. There was tons of fraud. And Cribs was there testifying. The Democrats love Cribs. He's a, he may have been appointed by Trump, but he's definitely not pro-Trump. And he's definitely in on this whole thing. And he just acted. He got he got he made the look like a fool. He got made to look like a fool. So that is all the things going on. But there's so much more. So remember, I don't know, actually, I shouldn't say remember because I don't even know if I talked about this. I've been talking about everyone else of this. One of the things that Chris Cribbs admitted to in the hearing today is that the machines, yeah, I did say this on the show earlier, that the machines are, in fact, connected to the Internet. Now, how many doesn't matter. The fact that any of them are connected to the Internet, any of these voting machines are connected to the Internet provides a huge risk to being hacked and all of these different things. Now, keep this in mind. These machines are admitted to being connected to the internet. There's there's admitted to there being the ability to go in and modify things from the far, from a distance, from other places, other locations. And Dr. Coomer, C-O-O-M-E-R, he is the director. Let's see, what was it? I lost it. I had it. He is the director for strategy and security of Dominion Voting Systems or is responsible for it. I'm pretty sure he's the director. And he said, he said that if there is in, let me just read it. What Dr. Coomer told the board is that Dominion Voting does not go back for recertification of software when threats to their code are discovered. Hmm. So they're not getting certified. But what's even more scandalous is, where is it? I lost it. I lost it. I hate when I lose it. Okay. And I'm just going to go to my phone. I thought I had the fancy thing. I had the, the article all pulled up and then I lost it. And I'm just like failing as a podcaster. Here we go. Dr. Coomer's statement in an admission that various vendors, election officials, and others have access to the back-end tables that permit bypassing the operating system configurations. It is notable that when someone accesses these systems from a data table, their actions are not logged by the system, thereby, thereby making detection much more problematic. This contradicts Dr. Coomer's assurances that the system is secure. Now, I have some experience in data and IT, but I was talking with some of my programmer friends, and there is no reason why there should not be logs for the back-end tables. And if you don't know anything about programming, you might be saying tables. What are you talking about? There's like tables for food in the back of the program? No, I'm not talking about those tables. What I'm talking about is something like you think about Excel, And often these machines, and I think all of them are, but I'm not a programmer, so I don't know, but a lot of systems are built on top of relational databases. And 
what is a relational database? Basically, it's like if you were looking at Excel and you had 10 tabs, each of those tabs would be considered a table and it would have specific information in it. And a relational database would mean that you could pull certain information from all those different tabs and tie them together to create a report or to create an operation or whatever. But you don't really need to know that. But basically is that there's these tables like Excel tabs behind what you see, which is called a user interface, where you can, you know, push who you will vote for, or you can you can do things as an administrator. You do that through the user interface. But then there's the programmers and the reporter, the people that write reports and all that stuff that go in behind the scenes and can make updates to the tables. So you're not going through what the normal person sees. You're doing the coding and you're writing reports in the back end, which means you can update those tables. And these tables are what holds the information. So it's what says this voter voted for these people, and this voter, this other voter put it, you know, this voter ID of one voted for these people, the voter ID of two voted for these people. And, you know, you can have as much information as you want on all these different tables. I'm not exactly sure of all the information stored, but the fact is, is that people can go back into those tables, bypass what everyone sees in the front end and go into the back end and change those information tables. They can change the numbers of votes. These And remember, Dominion Software has things in percentages. They can change the weights of votes. They can do math calculations in the background. They can delete tables. They can add tables. They can do anything they want. And the director of security of Dominion says that those actions in the back end are not logged, which means there's no record of them. There's no proof. And he said that how many different sets of people can have access to them? Vendors, election officials, and others have access to the back end table. So anyone who gets granted permission, which any administrator with the rights to grant permissions can grant anyone permissions. And here's the rub. They can access that through the internet. So we've learned that Dominion software is connected to the internet. We, I mean, the hardware, the voting machines were connected to the internet. It doesn't matter how many, because if they're on a network and they're connected to the database, then they can be accessed from remote places. And they don't even need to be accessed from remote places. An administrator can go in and be on location and start messing with the tables. And they're saying there's no logs of that. Now, it's one thing to say like, hey, my new startup app doesn't really have logs on the back end stuff. But this is regarding the election of the most powerful country in the world, the superpower of the world. This is regarding multiple elections. They do elections in other countries as well. Why don't they have these logs? There is no good reason except they don't want to get caught. There is no acceptable reason for them to not be able to trace back and see what adjustments and what changes have been made in the back end. There's no reason for it unless you don't want to get caught. Now, I want to tell you guys something, and I want to encourage you with this because a lot of you are done. I know it. I know a lot of you guys are tired of this. You don't think there's any help. You think that it's over. But this is how politics plays out. It's whoever's side gives up first. And we have the beta side. The GOP is a bunch of betas. Let's just be honest. If this what this scenario happened or the Republicans did it to the Democrats, we've all we would have already had another election. But we have a bunch of betas. 
And so we need to continue to put pressure on them. Like I said, call your senators and tell them to challenge these and reject the the delegates that are given from these contested states. And instead of taking the Joe Biden delegates, accept the the Donald Trump delegates, call your senator, no matter what state you're in, call your senator and tell them to challenge it and accept Donald Trump's. We have to continue to put pressure on them. We have to continue to lob these bombs and show them evidence and show on social media and vent your anger. It's time to step up the emotion. It's time to step up the intensity. It's time to step up the answer, the effort. It is not the converse. It is not time to give up. It is not time to quit. Look, we can easily win just simply by one representative and one senator challenging the delegates of these dual electors, and then it goes back to the House for them to vote, which they have to vote 27-20 for Donald Trump because it's vote mandatory by state. Each state gets one pick, and then the person who controls the Senate is the VP, Mike Pence. I think he would want himself to win re-election again. I'm just saying, that's how close we are to victory. That's how close we are to victory. And the media knows it. That's why they're scared to cover this stuff. That's why we're treated as conspiracy theorists. And they're playing up this, you know, oh, people are getting death threats. And oh, people are getting harassed. And it's like, whose side do you think you are on? One of the GOP members got shot a couple years ago playing softball because of you clowns. And, oh, um, who is endorsing and not, uh, you know, rejecting BLM and Antifa, the ones rioting and shooting? Wasn't there a, um, you know, a, a guy in Portland who got shot in the head behind, got assassinated because he's wearing a Donald Trump hat in Portland? Yeah, I think I do hear of that. So excuse me if I don't care about your death threats or harassment or whatever. I'm not encouraging it. I'm not saying we should do it, but I don't feel sorry for you in the least. We're at war. If your emotions get hurt, then go home and cry to mama or go live in another country. If you're going to be in this battle, then take it like a man. Okay, I'm going to stop before you in trouble. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. (laughs) 